Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of No Script, No Problem here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe No Script, No Problem is the show that takes you behind the curtain of unscripted television like never before with insight from some of the best in the business of reality TV, documentary series, competition shows, social experiment, true crime, and much more. From Tiger King to The Last Dance to 90 Day Fiance. If it's unscripted, we'll get into it. I'm your host, Steve Berkowitz. I'm a 15-year veteran producer of unscripted television with shows like Extreme Makeover Home Edition, BattleBots, Outdaughtered, The Rachel Zoe Project, and Friday Night Tykes among my credits. Each week, I talk to the talented people who have made unscripted TV, documentaries, true crime, and game shows, not just something you watch, but a cultural phenomenon. Now, if you enjoy No Script, No Problem, please subscribe and rate the show. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find it on Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter and Clubhouse at Steve Berkowitz and on Instagram at Steve M. Berkowitz. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. All right, let's get started. I am very excited about this episode because we are talking about one of the most popular franchises in all of reality television right now. Of course, I am talking about 90 Day Fiance and its infinite amount of spinoffs. And my guest has played a big part in making 90 Day a hit for TLC. She is the vice president of production at TLC and an executive producer on such shows as, and I, and I hope I get all these right, 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days, 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, 90 Day Fiance What Now, 90 Day Fiance Pillow Talk, 90 Day Fiance Self Quarantine, and then I'll throw a couple in there that don't have anything to do with 90 Day Fiance. The Remini, It's All Relative, Something Borrowed, Something New, Cheer Perfection, Extreme Cougar Wives, and I'll throw another one in there, Jamie Lynn Spears, when the lights go out. Please welcome Gabriella Tavacoli. Thank you for being here. Gabby, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You've got so many of the 90 day shows. You are very busy. Pretty cool hearing you, you say them all out loud. So so let's talk about the original. Like it's e always easy to start with 90 day, the 90 day fiance, the original. And you you've been on it literally since it was handed to you as a you know as a current executive tell me a little bit about the early days when you were when you first heard about the show when you were first kind of handed the show did you think it was going to be this massive hit I remember um Howard Lee he's he's our president of TLC right now and he had uh called me up and he said I have you know the, these two shows but one of them you know take a look at the sizzle tell me what you think and literally I saw it and I was like yes yes and yes I mean, I, uh, from day one, I just knew it. I just knew it. And um, it's, it's really, I, I feel like it's a very special show. Let's talk a little bit about what makes 90 Day Fiance special, right? All right. From the get-go, you've got the ticking clock of the relationship, right? So let's just set up for anyone. I mean, everyone should know what 90 Day is, but, you know, you've got U.S. citizens. They've fallen in love with a resident of another country. Mm -hmm. And 
They've got the 90 days with the K-1 visa program to kind of figure out are they going to stay here, right, and get married, or they've got to go back. Is that that's accurate? Yep, exactly. So, like, you got high stakes and the kind of pressure of making a relationship work. Is, is that the core of why the show is just so successful? Or in your mind, now having worked on it for so long, why do fans love 90 Day Fiance? I mean, I think like at its core, the love story, and that's why I think I personally love it. I'm, I am all about um, just love and uh, relationships. And let me, let me tell you, like when it comes to just my curiosity and even when my friends are like dating and, and whatnot, like I have a million drillion questions, but I do think at the, at the core, it's the love story. But, you know, yes, there's the ticking clock and you know these people barely know each other because you know they've gone to a different country and on their travels they've fallen in love and a lot has happened in a short amount of time and then you know in order to be together it's like they have to go through this process right and then they come here the ticking clock starts and then it's like everything about like introducing them to you know the family and the friends and like you know organizing the wedding i mean it's intense it's very relatable, but in like a, a crunch time, you know? So it's, um, I feel like it has all of these elements and, and like you said, high stakes and this roller coaster ride and the cultural component for me, I think is huge because, you know, me, myself, my family is um, from Iran. And so I understand so much of what these people are going through and the fish out of water. What, what about you? What do you like about it? Well, I mean, look, I'm a, as a, as a producer, I'm a format guy. And mm -hmm. so immediately I sparked to it. I, I went, oh God, they got something good with this. You know, <laughs> I mean, you have natural stakes. We all right. kind of, we search for things that are like, oh, what's the hook? Right. You, they, you know, at TLC, you found something that was purely natural and real with 90 days to make a relationship happen. I mean, so many of us are like, well, oh, we've been dating for three years. That. You know, right. like 90 days is so tight. And to your point about the cultural element, and I was going to ask you about this, like I remember watching season one and going almost kind of cringy at the like difference between this guy who's American and he's not, he's kind of awkward and this beautiful girl, I, I think she was Russian. Tell me a little bit about seeing people who are so different, but then trying to make it work. It's like trying to figure out each person's intention as well, right? And that's kind of part of this roller coaster ride that the audience is, is wondering and watching and questioning. But, but naturally you have two people from different worlds um, coming together. And so you're just automatically intrigued, right? And so you so much about, I guess, falling in love and, and uh, connecting with somebody else is kind of that. So then you, when you stick that foreign component, you understand why it's not so perfect, you know? And it's, it's like, you're just, you're, you're, you're curious, you're wondering. Is there a moment that you can now that it's the show's a hit, you've had, you know, a dozen spinoffs that you can look back and go, that's the moment I knew that this show was going to be a hit. When Lady Gaga tweeted, no, <laughs> um, I think from the very beginning when it came out that um, I, you know, maybe it wasn't a massive hit, but people were talking about it and had, I, I just, I think that it, it is a very much fly in the wall 
show, right? And we all step back and just let it all shake out. And, and because of that, I think, you know, from the get-go, people were intrigued by it. So um, when it first started airing, I think I just, I just knew it. And like I said to you, you know, I, from, from seeing that sizzle, I knew that there was something there. You said Lady Gaga tweeted. I know Chrissy Teigen has tweeted about it. Tell me a little bit about the kind of Twitter following and oh how important God. that is to the show. Yeah, I mean, when for the first couple of years when the show was out, I was every single Sunday night live tweeting. And um, I, I mean, it was literally like a, a second job. And the that's the play along, I think, that, that the Twitter world loves. Of, of just talking to each other when the show, show is airing and, you know, questioning things and just, uh, yeah. And when Lady, I feel like, and I say Lady Gaga, cause I feel like that was the, like the first, first kind of, I mean, yes, like Drake right now. And, and like you said, Chrissy Teigen and it's like, there's so many fans, which is so exciting. But I just remember when she, you know, she was early on a fan, which was, which was really exciting. We can all kind of look back now at The Bachelor and go, you know, certain couples like America just glommed on to. Is there a couple that you can look at now and go, that's our, that was our couple that like everyone gravitated to and made us this legitimate show? You know, to be honest, I feel like it's not that one couple because every season we have such a variety of different types of people from different backgrounds and you know, it, it, it's so different. And when you're jumping in and out of these um, storylines, like that's the thing that's exciting. And, and you're also going from, you know, uh, for the other way, for example, you're jumping from different countries all around the world and you're getting a taste of that. So I don't think, um, I think the variety is the thing that is actually what stands out. We both know that casting is critical and so crucial in any unscripted show. From what you can tell me, tell me a little bit about the casting process that is so crucial on 90 Day Fiance. I mean, the production company, which is Sharp, um, the, they work with whether it's, um, you know, immigration lawyers um, that have their own clients and um, like it, it's very much like we're not involved in the, the, the K-1 process or anything, you know, that sort. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, the people that come through our doors and we just want to always make sure that we're telling different types of stories and, and looking at different types of relationships uh, and every season, you know, and, you know, it's been, gosh, we have 18 spinoffs, I think. The one thing I, I definitely wanted to hit on, um, you know, as someone who has run a show for TLC, we'll get back to kind of the, the spinoffs. Um, is just kind of a big picture. Step back for one second and take a look at TLC. And in an age where people are cutting the cord, in an age where you have a lot of cable nets that are struggling, your network is still excelling. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, TLC was among the success stories of 2020, growing in both adults 18 to 49 and total viewers. Okay, and in terms of total viewers, that's 1.19 million to 1.38 million on the backs of, of course, the very popular and multi-headed 90 Day Fiance franchise. Okay, the Discovery-owned outlet is, you know, what was the number one ad-supported cable network among women 18 to 54. 
how in this age of cord cutting, in this struggling time when everybody's fighting to cut through the clutter, is TLC doing it? When people watch TLC, they love the relatability. And, you know, oftentimes we have, we have ordinary people living like extraordinary lives or circumstances, but we have, you know, the 90 day franchise, but we also have the pimple popper, pimple popper and a wide variety, a range of shows. When it comes to the, to 90 day in, in COVID times, we immediately, um, decided to do our show self-quarantined where all of our universe of 90 dayers um, self-shot just what was going on in their life that at that moment. People are so, I think, in love with these people that they were curious of how they're dealing with everything. So we leaned in on it. But um, I think at the end of the day, I mean, listen, all networks have great teams, but we truly do have like the most talented people uh, that work their butts off. And uh, I'm not, I'm not surprised of the success. Let's talk about a few of the 90 day spinoffs. I, I believe you oversee Happily Ever After. Is that, is that accurate? Yep. How surprised are you that you have success stories? I mean, I, yeah, we don't have that many fails, I don't want to say. And I, I mean, I think that, you know, naturally afterwards, people were curious, like, what's their life after they say I do? And so that's why Happily Ever After happened. And I mean, they still have, you know, people still have their problems. They're still getting to know each other. Overall, we don't have that many, those, that many divorces. You are beating The Bachelor then. You, you have <laughs> one up. <laughs> do you now, because of you have so many spinoffs, you try and differentiate them in any way, whether that's how you shoot them, whether it's how you edit them. Do you want them to appear different or is it just like our audience knows what they want? Let's keep giving them what they want. This franchise is, is uh, fly on the wall, you know, docu and we let things happen as they, as they do. But when it came to like, when we did the other way, for example, we really wanted the, the countries to kind of be a character and even in our B-roll, that we would do, we would, you know, really sit on, in on like the um, the people outside a liquor shop playing cards, and and so we we really want try to think of those different types of things of how how do we um, I guess with every show change it up, and what can we include, and what are we not you know so we we do look at that from show to show for sure. Yeah, the other way is interesting. I remember when I heard that was announced, I was like, oh, I wonder if that will work, mm -hmm. you know, because you were leaving America and leaving kind of the relatability of being here. Why do you feel like audiences were able, you know, still found the show? I mean, I think it's fascinating to think that you, as the American, giving up everything, right, and going to a different country for love. And so I think people were interested to kind of see it in reverse versus 90 day where the foreigner would give up everything in their country to come here to be, you know, with the person they love. And, and it's a different lens of looking at it. Obviously you've, you've now been on the show for so long, uh, all and all the shows for so long. So it's hard to, to choose, but is there like a favorite moment or something that you can kind of share as like, Oh my God, I love that moment. Like that's one of my, or even just a few. But there are a few moments that you look at and are like, those are my favorite moments from the franchise. 
there are so many, but I, so before the 90 days season four, which aired last year, um, we, uh, Big Ed was on that season and he was in the Philippines and he was doing an outdoor shower with his lovely <laughs> Rose. Rose was uh, actually her dad and he, and a rat came in and just, I mean, it may not seem like a big deal. You got to watch it, but it's just like the rat in the shower. And it just was it very, very much sticks in my mind. But um, it's like those nuances and those little moments. I think that what what people love about it. Tell me a little bit about kind of the, the way that you guys, you know, have been very hands off, very docu style and how that's been effective, how that helped the couples feel comfortable and how it's really helped the show um, as a whole. Yeah, it's. It's definitely because there are the natural, like the ticking clock or for before the 90 days of people that um, have fallen in love but have never met in person. Um, it's all those natural things that will kind of happen. Because of that, we can take a step back and we just let it unfold. You know, they're going to be for before the 90 days, like they're going to be getting on that plane and they're going to be at that airport meeting their person for the very first time. And then they're there, you know, together for let's say two weeks. And so in that time, just like you and I, if that was, we were to do that, you're going to be doing, you know, meeting the friends and meeting the family. It's just those natural things that, that people go through, you know, and that we're just following it. And so I know that when, when, you, when you hear fly on the wall, it really is just, it's because we have those kind of natural tent poles. Yeah. I know that you have a few new spinoffs coming up uh, for the, the new streaming service, uh, Discovery Plus, which is very exciting. You want to tell me a little bit about 90 Day Bears All? Yes. So Bears All is, it's hosted by Sean Robinson, who I absolutely adore. And she's done um, all of our tell-alls for us, but this is her in a totally different environment. It's very much like you see a different side of her where she's dishing with um, the guests of all across the 90 Day franchise. And it's really like what we call is the backstage pass of, you know, of 90 Day. And we're showing exclusive clips things that you can't air on broadcast, right? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a, cool. it's, yeah, and you get to see people do like different talent or like, you know, um, one of our, our people rapped the other day and it's, it's a lot of fun. The other spinoff, the other new spinoff is Love Game, which mm -hmm. this one I, I'm very excited to hear about. Okay, also on Discovery Plus. Tell me a little bit about Love Games. Yeah, so Love Games, it actually um, begins premiering uh, on Valentine's Day. Aww. And yes, uh, and it's the first kind of game show type um, thing that we've, I, I want to say dating game show that we've ever done before. And it's where couples, um, you know, come together and they go head to head. And we're asking questions that are like, you know, from what's your partner's dress size or the, the naughtiest thing that, you know, their sexual fantasy or, you know, and, and it's so fun to see how people answer, but then obviously like you, they, they're, they're going head to head with each other. Like, what do you mean? Why would you say that? Um, it's a lot of fun. And I, and I will say when we were shooting it, like 
sometimes after her shoot, like I would go up to my husband and I'd ask him a question, see how he would respond. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. You overseeing all these relationship shows, oh. do you ever bring any of these conversations back home and these, or these issues back home? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I definitely have um, some interesting conversations with my husband and he, he is a trooper, man. He is a trooper for sure. And there've been times where I'm like, have you ever, or what do you, you know, he's just like, what? <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. Hey, and any uh, significant other who is with a reality television executive or producer, they deserve it. They, they deserve a good place in, in heaven for sure. <laughs> so you also have, 90 day, the single life. So how is it? Uh, tell me how, the, how this is different from uh, the rest of the gang. So it's kind of the opposite of happily ever after, right? So these are, you know, the, the people who didn't, who were not successful and, um, and they are, you know, out there and, and looking for love. And we follow those journeys and we have um, incredible stories. I'm just, I mean, we have big Ed, um, who's on this season, and basically people from all different um, iterations of the franchise. Um, we have Colt, we have Brittany. Um, Brittany was on the other way. So yeah, I mean, we, we have six um, singles that we are following, and um, it, it begins airing on February 21st, so just right around the corner. I like that one. That's always good to give people, you know, fan favorites that extra opportunity to find love. I like that. Yeah. And I think that we dive into getting to know these people even more and kind of their backstories or why maybe they made decisions that they did and, um, and, and seeing them kind of not have successful dates, you know, or there's definitely, I mean, I hate to say the twists and turns, but each person has a very different kind of journey. I mean, we also have um, Danielle, and she was, um, you know, with Muhammad um, before, and um, I, I, I'm just, I'm so proud when I watch kind of her material and, and the journey that she goes on. So it's, it's really, it's an interesting group that, are, that go on this journey. That is very exciting. I'm sure the fans are eager to watch that on Discovery Plus. What can you tell me about Discovery Plus or tell the audience about Discovery Plus in terms of TLC programming and how that works with Discovery Plus? It started in January and there's obviously a lot of buzz and excitement and plenty of programming to watch. What do they get in terms of extra TLC programming or special 90 day programming that's on Discovery Plus? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with Bears All, for example, that is something that could not air on broadcast. And so it's a great opportunity to have a show like that be beyond uh, Discovery Plus. So, and we have a handful of new shows coming. And right now, Diaries is, is a show that's also on Discovery Plus, And that's where you're basically catching up and seeing where people are at in their relationships. Let me ask you about Darcy and Stacy, one of the, the most recent iterations of the 90 Day franchise. I believe it was Cable's highest rated freshman series in 2020. So big hit for TLC. 
in your opinion, why? Why was it so successful for your network? I think that Darcy is an incredible person in that she wears her heart on her sleeve and she opens up and she has, you know, when we first um, saw her, it was, um, it was before the 90 days that she was on. And from that point, we've gone on this journey with her. And, and I think that's first and foremost, the most, uh, truly it, it's Darcy. Um, and, you know, she's on, on this uh, new show with her, her twin sister and they are very different from each other and um, just navigating love and, and, and their families. This show has such a special place in my heart and we're actually shooting season two right now. Don't wanna give anything away, but I am very excited for you to watch. I'm very excited to watch. <laughs> you're dealing with couples, you're dealing with individuals. What makes a great TLC character? It's a deep question. Yeah, very deep. I mean, it is what I said, I think about Darcy and, and that is a vulnerability opening up and not kind of censoring yourself, um, trusting the process. You have to get uncomfortable sometimes. And, and the relatability at the end of the day is what TLC, I think, does so well and what, what, why the audience connects so much to our programming. And so in order for that to happen, you need the people that are putting themselves out there to really, it's like, to really go there and to really, you know, open up. Um, and as you know, as a producer, that's so much of your job of, of having them trust you. Absolutely. Trust is everything when it comes to cast. Tell me a little bit about the family Chantel. Again, another spinoff here. You you fucked a few of the characters out. Tell me why they were chosen, and and what what makes that show special. By the way, do you know that um, Pedro, who is married to Chantel, he would call her family the family Chantel, like when when he was in interviews, and that is what why the title is the title, you know? So I, I love that about it. Very much natural, and when people would be tweeting about it, that's what they were you know, referencing. And so that's, <laughs> that's what stuck. Um, you gotta but, love that. You gotta yeah, love that. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Um, but I think that Pedro and Chantel, uh, when they were on 90 Day Fiance, they had, uh, you know, some struggles and some secrets and they got over it, but the family was definitely very much involved in their life and on both sides. You know, there, there's still things that are going on and that story continued. And so for us, it was just natural to, to keep following what was going on in their lives. And much like Darcy, they, they wear their heart on the sleeves and they open up. So that you, you gotta love them. I wanna ask you a few questions just about your career and how you got where you're at. What do you feel like was the turning point or what do you feel like maybe was the key to the success that you've achieved? I think that when I, when I was, I, you, know, I, you know, I say the other side, but when I was producing, I did reach a point that I was interested to see what it was like to be, you know, on the network side. And I felt like my skills on the producing side, I, I felt like I had some strength on that and, you know, in that. And I think that, you know, working with the production companies now, I've almost, I've been at TLC for almost 10 years now, but 
I, be, because of my time in the field and working with the families and, and traveling you know, around the world and meeting the most you know, different people, when we are putting these shows together right now, I, I feel like I can, I understand what they're going through. I, I think because of my experience as a producer, it's enabled me to be uh, you know, strong on the network side. What do you feel like is your role as a network executive? You're not really on the development side. So you're not bought, you're not a, necessarily a buyer. You, you, it's, these are your shows that you are helping to craft. Some, as you know, are heavily involved in you're giving 15 pages of notes every single episode and you're breaking it down frame by frame and showrunners hate you and networking, you know, and production companies hate you. What is your style? What do you feel like when you get a cut, when you have a show? What is your role? How do you see your role when it comes to being an executive for TLC? I think it's important that I keep the brand in mind on, on the network side of it. And, but when I'm working with the production companies and they have you know, the best teams that they've put together to trust in their process, but to also kind of have the, you know, big picture or fresh eyes, if you want to say, of, of the creative. And, um, and a lot of times I like to just, you know, if I watch a cut to just get on the phone and talk things through. And I don't think that there's ever a right or wrong, you know, and I think at the end of the day, I do what I do because of storytelling. I, I'm so grateful that I could say I love my job. And so it's like in this position I'm in right now, we, you know, I wear a, a bunch of different hats working with a bunch of different departments, but I, you know, at the end of the day, I try not to take it all too seriously, but to tell a good story and be really honest in the storytelling. I think that's important. I think that honesty is super important. We don't have tons of time and money, time is money. And so the more honest you are up front, with it, whether it's with a cut or a show overall, it, it saves so much time and headaches. And, right. and yeah, so it's super important. Being a 10-year veteran at TLC, you work with plenty of young producers and you, know, you, you meet tons of new showrunners. What advice do you give to people coming up in the business to ask questions, to, you know, not get comfortable. And I think when, when I was a producer and I was going up, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't, you know, only working in the field, but I was also working in post. And I was understanding the 360 of it. And I think that that's like anything that you do, even if you're, you know, a, an, an, an accountant and you are, you know, I think in order to be a better accountant, it's about understanding what the people on the other side, do. you know what I mean? So I think that it is just about being curious and understanding the big picture of it. All right. In terms of what to watch right now, tell me what should people be watching on TLC or on Discovery Plus? What's coming up in the next month or the next few weeks? What should the audience watch? All right. Well, so Love Games. Uh, the Single Life, February 21st. Uh, Bears All is uh, airing right now on D+. 
and 90 Day Season 8 um, is airing on TLC. And all of them are very different, but very exciting. <laughs> good, good. I like all those. And if you haven't seen Framing Britney Spears, is there anybody out there who hasn't seen Framing Britney Spears? I highly encourage it. No, uh, I hear great things. I gotta, I gotta watch it. It, it's on Hulu. You can see it on Hulu, um, or probably, uh, you know, it aired originally on FX. So probably see it on demand for FX. You remember that time, that period of time um, when she was coming up, and it's really thought provoking and almost disturbing to kind of look back. It's easy to forget. And of the mob of paparazzi and the way the media treated her. And you, you almost have this, you know, um, that feeling of guilt that you're like, oh my God, like we, we all kind of treated her terribly. You know, the media treated her terribly and the paparazzi were just horrendous, but we all kind of laughed or we, we didn't really, you know, we look at mental health now differently. We look at celebrities differently. And it just looking back, I just cringed at so much, even, you know, I'll be curious when, I, you know, we'll talk you know, after you see it, but just the way late night hosts talk to her. Right. But, I, I read an article about that and it's so true. It's like you, it, it, it's not right. Yeah. It's, I, I, yeah, I'll be very curious um, what you think. And, and yeah, I, I highly encourage anybody um, who hasn't seen it um, to take a look and you know I mean look you and I both we've been producers on a wide variety of shows and I, I love just anything that makes you think anything that, that makes you reflect on you know things we've been through or what's coming up or what you're going through right now and that, that's certainly one Gabriella thank you so much for the time and I, I love I'm so glad you were able to come on and talk about 90 day because there's so many fans out there and just to give a peek uh, behind the curtains as to how it came to be such a big hit and what's happening and where it's headed. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's great talking to you. That's going to do it for another episode of No Script, No Problem. For everybody listening, please subscribe, download, and rate the show with five stars. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find it at Believe.com and at Believe podcast you can follow me on twitter and clubhouse at steve berkowitz and on instagram at steve m berkowitz if you want to write a question and i will then answer it on the show you can email those questions to no script no problem podcast at gmail.com if you're interested in advertising on the show please contact believe at believe.com and thank you for listening until next time i'm steve berkowitz for no script no problem Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.